This is Carl Palachuk, and you're listening to the SMB Community Podcast, produced by and for the Small Biz Thoughts community. We're dedicated to making every IT professional a successful IT professional. Gazinta Mobius, the easiest way for ConnectWise Manage and QuickBooks Online to connect. Keep invoices, expenses, and inventory automatically updated right from Manage to QuickBooks Online and payments right back into Manage. With simple pricing, set it and forget it auto-sync, Gazinta Mobius delivers with no restrictions on the number of invoices, expenses, and payments and plays well with others like Connect Booster. Trusted by over a thousand MSPs, now introducing a free plan. Go to gazinta.com slash Mobius and tell them Carl sent you. Welcome to another SMB Community Podcast. This is Carl Polichuk, joined by my very good friend, Mr. Richard Tubb. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me, Carl. What an honor to be back on the SMB Community Podcast with you. So it is the end, almost the end of 2020. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't get to see you this year. Well, I guess I saw you in January. That was super Indeed. fun. It seems like such a long time ago now, but it was only January. Yeah, yeah it was the before time. So, uh, well, I was in Newcastle in September, I think, the year before. Yeah, that's right. So, but even I, it, it's almost like 2020 didn't happen, right? It's like I, I got home in March. I pushed the pause button and now it's like, okay, I'm ready to get back on the road. So. Anyway, um, so today we want to talk about marketing and I guess self-promotion um, because a lot of MSPs, you know, I don't want to insult anybody, but I think they're a little bit lazy. And, um, you know, people always say, well, I'm not good at sales. Well, like, mm, have you tried? Mm. <laughs> so uh, let me just tell a quick story and then I'll have Richard chime in. So a while back, I was putting together a document and, uh, for my community, and I sent a note out to nine people who are, you know, who want to talk to IT professionals, basically, coaches and so forth. And I said, send me all your stuff, you know, all your links, all your, your you know, contact information, uh, and I'm going to put it in this resource. And of those nine people, one person sent a note and said, here's my website. Two people said, thank you. And Richard sent me a long list of links, his <laughs> blog, his podcast, his YouTube channel, resources on his website, you know, uh, his reading list, uh, calendar, all this other stuff. And so in addition to putting all of that into the resource I was putting together, it was super easy for me to basically copy paste, write a couple of paragraphs and make a blog post about it. And so the lesson is, you should make it easy for people to help promote you, you know, when they ask. So, and I don't know if you had Jenks do that or if you actually did it yourself, but, you know, you made it easy for I, me I to did promote that. you. Well, I'll let you in on the secret there, Carl. I did that myself, but as with all things that I do, I'm always looking for a way to make it easier. So I use a little tool called Text Expander, um, which basically puts a macro. So I literally, um, I typed in, um, exclamation mark bio and it sent all of that information to you so that took me all of about 10 seconds to reply to that email with all of the information that was needed and and I think you know one of the things that I do is any question that I guess get asked as a guest on a podcast or anything anywhere else 
I make sure that I systemize that and I put it into a, a chunk of text that I can easily respond. And there's probably a lesson there, isn't there, for, uh, for MSPs listening, you know, for regular inquiries and, uh, you know, sales inquiries, marketing inquiries, that type of thing. So, yeah, well, I mean, very often, I mean, our, our clients become our friends. And they want to help us. So they'll say things like, oh, how can I promote you? And if you don't have an answer, they can't promote you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I was talking to uh, a vendor the other day who um, he had asked for something and I sent him a quote and then we got on a Zoom call and I said, so do you have any questions? And he said, I'm sorry, this Zoom call is a waste of time because you're the only person I've ever asked to have me, you know, to send me something and they sent me exactly what I asked for. <laughs> Usually I have to follow up with a Zoom call to get them to send what I really wanted. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't people give you what you asked for, you know? Well, there's an interesting piece to that. So I, I read some, you know, research a little while ago, and I think this is fairly common knowledge now, and it talks about the buyer's journey. So in the old days, you know, uh, and dare I say, Carl, when you and I were running a managed service provider business, we would have a sales routine or a sales process we would go through with people because they knew nothing about us. They would pick up the phone. They would maybe find us in the yellow pages or from word of mouth or whatever. They'd pick up the phone and we would start the dance. We would educate them. We would listen to what they needed and we would get there. That just doesn't happen anymore. So if people want to find a local MSP, they, they literally search for IT support Birmingham or IT support Sacramento or whatever it might be. And then they go to your website and they look at your social media and they look at your uh, the social proof on your website, like testimonials and case studies and things like that. And they work out whether you they like you as people, whether they trust you. And then, only then, by the time they pick up the phone or drop you an email, they've pretty much decided whether they want to work with you or not. And the business is yours to be lost. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, that's the whole thing. So, you know, if you were to look most MSPs listening to this, if you were to honestly to go to your website now, or, or here's the thing, get one of your friends or family who know nothing about your business, and that's despite you explaining to them what it is you do every day, get them to go to your website and get them to tell you what they think you do and see the response there because that is what people, that is what your prospects are doing every day of the week. By the time they get in touch with you, they're pretty much made up their mind. And the statistics that I saw, you know, it ranges between 78 and 85% of the buyer's journey is made before they pick up the phone or drop you an email. Uh, and I actually think it'd be higher than that now, Carl. I don't know if you would agree on that, but people do their research online. They don't bother uh, to phone you and ask questions anymore because they expect to find that information online. Well, I, I think that's true for many people. I don't think it's true for everybody. Mm -hmm. But even if even if you're in the middle of actually trying to sell somebody, like convince them that, that you're worth their time, <laughs> uh, they still go to your website. And the, the even if the only question is, is this person legit? Yeah. Right? Like if a, a, a lawyer says, oh, I want you to hire me for this, you know, thing, da, 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 da. I'd go to his website. And if it looked like it was, made in 1997 um, by him, <laughs> right? With, with the animated uh, GIFs, uh, I would be like, uh, mm, I don't know, you know. So much, yeah. But especially in IT, I don't think your website has to, you know, 
be super automated and, you know, compete with Disney, but it should be enough to, for me to take you seriously, right? Are, yeah. do, are you actually technical or uh, does this website look like somebody who's just not professional? Exactly. And I'll share a story with you. Um, earlier this year, I was asked by a big uh, vendor um, in our space, say, hey, we're looking to work with a PR company, a public relations company in the UK to help with our UK and European presence. And I said, absolutely, I know just the person for you. And I was just about to point them to this PR company's website. And I visited, it's the first time in years that I visited the website. And the last blog article that they had on there was from 2016. And I thought, how can I, in good conscience, send somebody to a website where they've not updated their own website with content since 2016? Now, I know the company involved is brilliant at what they do. But I had a quiet word with them as a friend and just said, you really, you know, if I know how brilliant you are but they don't know how brilliant you are. And the impression you're giving them is we haven't got enough time to, to do for ourselves what we do for other people. So you're letting yourself down from that perspective. And I wonder how many MSPs listening to this, if we went to, if they went to their own website, does it actually reflect who they are, what they do, who they work with and their vast knowledge and trust that they're built up with their clients? I would sadly say, Carl, for, for the vast majority of uh, MSPs that I know, that's not the case. They get embarrassed when they talk about their website. Well, or they get defensive because they made it. And it's yes. like, dude, you know, I don't care if you made it. <laughs> it still has to do its job. Yeah. So, and, you know, you should have a, a page that's for contact information and, you know, about the company and all that. But that's not enough. I mean, because mm -hmm. you can assume that somebody who might engage you is going to click through your pages. Yes. And they may not spend an hour there, but they are going to go click, look, you know, who are these people? What faces do they put as the face of their company? Um, yeah. Do they have a mission statement? All this stuff that people think people don't pay attention to. They oh, they definitely. <laughs> Here's the thing, you know, um, Bob Berg, the author of uh, The Go-Giver, I'm a huge fan of that for, for any of your listeners who have not bought The Go-Giver and, and read that book. Wonderful book. Um, but it took, Bob says basically that all things being equal or even close to equal, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And I think we can all agree that's uh, the case. If you've got a couple of shops on the high street and uh, one of them does work for you, uh, you know, maybe let's just say they're, uh, they fix shoes. One of them fixes shoes for a good price but the guy behind the counter is a miserable so-and-so. Right. <laughs> and the other one fixes shoes, maybe not quite as good, but for a good price. And they always give you a smile and everything where you walk in. All things being equal or close to equal, you're going to get to the one where they do the work good enough and with a smile. <laughs> right, they're nice <laughs> people. like to say that's, that's not the case. It is absolutely the case. You always go with people that you know, like, and trust as well. So I think as MSPs, what we've got to uh, realize is that the first impression that some people are going to get of us is from the website. And if the website is a fairy, fairly barren land, you know, and doesn't actually reflect who we are or our personality, that's a problem because you can be the best IT company in the world, but if nobody knows about you or nobody likes you or nobody trusts you, you're going to get not a lot of business come through the door. So I think it's super important. 
And what's interesting is, so you talk about, you know, in the old days, we had a thing called a sales process. Well, you should have a sales process today. And part of that process is how do you get people to know you so they like you, so they trust you, right? And social media can play some role in that, but it's hard, you know, to, you know, because most of us, like I'm the exception, you're the exception, but most, most of the listeners, they go on Facebook to have fun. Yeah. Right. If they are not there to, you know, get the local, uh, you know, attorney or dentist to uh, join their Facebook page and show them, you know, how much they enjoy uh, hanging out. Um, so, so how do you recommend that MSPs start building that trust process in the 21st century? Well, if, if, you know, 2020 with COVID-19 and everything, if you'd have asked me that question 10 months ago, I would have said categorically, get out to local business networking events, press the flesh, uh, let people know who you are. And, you know, you build trust there. It's been done for hundreds of years that way. And it will be done for hundreds of years again in the future. But right now, right here where we are, uh, you know, we can't get out to those networking events. So, uh, but people still need your services. So how are they going to find you? Well, word of mouth is one way, of course. But the other way is by you know, proving your authority and sharing knowledge online. So social media does play a bigger part than uh, ever. But the thing about social media is you can't put a tweet out there or you can't put a LinkedIn post and then expect the floodgates to open. It's like, oh, we, you know, Carl's tweeted, I'm definitely going to hire him. But a little bit like, you know, in the US and the UK, we get uh, leaflets pushed through the door from the local pizza delivery place. Now, I don't know about you, Carl. I mean, I've never, ever picked up one of those leaflets through the door and gone, I need a pizza right now. I'm okay. going to order. The it just oh, doesn't you put work. it in the drawer. Put it in the drawer. And then when you next have the hankering for pizza, you open the drawer, you get all the leaflets out, you choose the one that's got the best offer or the most tasty looking pizza, and you order from it. And of course, that's the way it works. Well, social media is not dissimilar to that. So if I were to write a blog post uh, tomorrow, about how to create users in Office 365 or Microsoft 365. If I post that up there, I am not going to get a flood of people knocking on the door saying, you're clearly the Office 365 expert. I want to work with you. But that post sits there. And the next time um, you are at a networking event and you speak to somebody and they say, oh, you know, I've been setting up Office 365 this morning, you can be helpful to them and say, hey, um, I've got an article about that give me your business card, I'll send it to you afterwards. And you follow up and you're immediately adding value to that conversation because you're not selling them something, you're literally giving them the answer to a question they've asked. And that blog post sits there and while you're asleep, people are searching for how do I set users up in Office 365? And I've picked a poor example there, Carl, but you get the idea. Right. And people are searching for that and they find it. And occasionally you might get a comment on your blog saying, thanks, this was the information that I need. And even more occasionally, somebody will pick up the phone up and say, hey, I've you know used 10 of your articles. I think we need to bring you in here because I haven't got the time to do the IT myself. Would you come in and do it for us? And so for me, we call it now content marketing. But all content marketing for me you know, when I ran my MSP business um, was answering people's questions and I would put it up there on my blog. And nowadays we've got social media and you share it with it. And it was helping people. Right. And I'll tell you the other thing about doing that, Carl, is that 
the amount of times that my engineers or, or indeed me, uh, you know, a problem came up and I thought, I, I've got that somewhere in the back of my mind how to fix that problem. So I Googled, you know, set up Office 365 user or whatever it might be. How do I do this in this Draytech router or whatever it might be? And my blog post came up first right. and I ended up reading my own blog post or my engineers ended up reading it. Now that's a funny story, but it is a personal knowledge base that you're building up and it demonstrates your knowledge. It demonstrates your uh, authority. It demonstrates, uh, allows people to understand and to get to trust you. So don't underestimate that. You know, if you've been going to the same networking event for years and years, you will become the go-to guy at that networking events for answers. Oh, you got a problem with your laptop? Go and speak to Carl. Uh, and even, I mean, the, the, the network meeting doesn't have to be for IT. In yes. fact, it probably shouldn't be, right? Absolutely. It could be, uh, you know, some other focused thing. Uh, Meetup.com has so many business focused uh, groups. It's unbelievable. Uh, so your story reminded me of, you know, Susan Bradley, right? I so do, yeah. uh, Back in the day, so Susan works for a company. She runs the IT for a company. Um, she became the go-to person for small business server and for a lot of the Microsoft servers, you know, shortly after small business. And uh, I asked her one time, like, how do you, you know, get all this information? Because every time I blog, every time I Google anything to find an answer, up comes Susan Bradley's blog. And she said, well, every time I solved a problem, I wrote out how I did it on the blog. And she said, it's, it's where I store my answers for myself. So when I want to know how to empty the exchange queue, I'm like, oh crap, how do I do that? And I, I, I look it up on my own blog and it like, so her storing that for herself made her blog one of the most popular, you know, in the entire internet back in the day. So yeah, and, and it makes sense. And for you know, for the for the benefit of your listeners who I've not had the chance to meet in person, or perhaps are not familiar with who I am and what I do, you know, I used to run an MSP business, and my competitors thought I was absolutely crazy because I would stand up in front of user groups and I would write blog posts and I would record videos and I would say, "This is how I'm running my business." This is why I charge for it. This is how I fix this problem. This is what's working. This is what's not. And people are like, you're absolutely crazy for giving away all the secret sauce. And I said, well, there's enough customers out there for all of us. And secondly, I'm the secret sauce in my business. You know, you can take everything I talk about. But anyway, by the by. Then I sold the business and it's actually, you know, 10 years um, this month, since next month, since I sold the business. Long time. But what happened when I sold the business was a lot of my MSP competitors started picking up the phone and saying rick now that you're no longer a competitor <laughs> uh, i love your blog and i love all the rest of it would you come in and start to share some of the secret sauce with us so you know that's obviously i'm not suggesting to any of your listeners that they they're looking for a, a career post msp but i was so helpful at the time and i shared so freely of my knowledge and experience that when i sold the business i didn't know what i was going to do next and people were like, you're a helpful guy, you know MSPs, can you come in and talk to us about it? So, so how many you know, of I believe that secret sauce is sold in a clear glass jar with the ingredients clearly labeled on the back. I mean, I, in other words, there is no secret sauce. Sure. Right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows how to be successful. It's just a matter of 
putting the right processes in place. You know, yeah, so. but it's all—it's all about the trust that you build. It's all about the authenticity. You know, we throw that word around, but it literally means people know who you are because you put yourself out there. And I think for so many people, they say to me, "Well, I couldn't blog, or I couldn't podcast, or I couldn't video, because what—what what would I have to talk about?" <laughs> the thing is, for everybody listening to this podcast today, MSPs, IT consultants. Every single day, we are inundated with questions from prospects, from clients, from friends, from family, from Joe on the street who just comes up to us and says, hey, tell me what the best laptop is to buy, whatever it might be. That is all content that you can create online. And you know what? It's actually a fun process as well uh, to do that. So I would encourage everybody, start putting yourself out there. Well, also, I think if you if you look at something like, let's say that you're in the market for something, who knows what it is, something for your business. What is the process you go through? Do you go on LinkedIn and look for people in your area who provide those services? Do you go to Google? Do you, know, you have a, a local neighborhood uh, website that you go to? What do you do to find services? Okay, now reverse engineer that. How would you make your business findable for somebody who's going through that process, right? I mean, it's not that particularly difficult. It's just, you got to spend some time doing it. And I think a lot of famous peas don't put enough time, you know, even into the stuff that doesn't cost money. You know, it's like, just do the basics, have a, have a decent website. And I, to be honest, I think we're now at the point where uh, a $500 refresh on your website every three years should just be part of the budget. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be a $10,000 redo you know, just tune it up, make it look modern, replace the, uh, replace the icons. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, a, there's an argument here as well, where we're, we are speaking to an audience that is essentially trying to persuade uh, SMBs to outsource their IT. Hey, don't worry about your IT. You've got better things to do with your time than fix the IT, so outsource it to us. Yet, managed service providers are one of the poorest that outsourcing to other people who are way better than they are at doing the things such as, you know, accountancy, finance, HR, and yeah, marketing and websites. So when I was running my MSP business, and this will hopefully, or maybe not, right, strike a chord with any of your listeners, when I handed my business card to people, I sort of shuddered because I was like, oh, and, and you'll have to forgive the website. It's due an overhaul. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of us listening today is like, oh, yeah, my website really could do with an overhaul. I got so sick of hearing myself say that, Carl, that I said, right, you know, we can produce a website for ourselves, but that's not what we do as an MSP. We're, a, you know, an IT um, infrastructure outsourcing company. We are not a web designer. So I went and found uh, a web design uh, company that dealt purely with MSP websites. And it was uh, Derek Brown at Pronto Marketing, who used to work for Microsoft. And so uh, we outsourced our website to Derek for a flat fee every month. And every month, Derek and his team would get in touch with us and say, hey, what's going on? What's new? And they would update the website for us. And so anytime anybody went to our website... Was it the best website in the whole world? Of course not. No, we could have spent tens of thousands of pounds or dollars on a specific custom website. But the, the website that Derek and his team put together was great. 
and it was updated constantly with articles and with news. And so I was never embarrassed again. And so, you know, to this day, uh, MSPs that I work with, if they say to me, we keep meaning to update the website, I will say, outsource it. Give it to somebody else because every month that you're sitting there not outsourcing it is a month where you will never know who visits visits it and then clicks away and goes to one of your competitors because you've got a pretty poor right. website. Well, like I say, I, it, there is some element where it's just checking the box. Does this look professional? Does this look yes. like somebody who I would trust with my technology? And unfortunately, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. you mentioned uh, content marketing. So I have always, I guess I always used to think of it as education marketing. I, I loved educating people on how to get the most out of Excel or Outlook or uh, even Word, right? And, and for the last at least 15 years, I think the topic has been how to, you know, secure yourself from viruses and, you know, recognize a phishing attack and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that can still be done in the era of the COVID, right? <laughs> that, you know, you can put on educational events online for your local community. And obviously the whole rest of the world can join in too, but uh, there's nothing that keeps you from doing these things and engaging people. Um, I don't know what the Rotary and, you know, other clubs are doing at this time, but I bet they have online meetings and I bet they still need speakers. They do. Yeah. The first thing that I would do after this podcast, if I was running an MSP, is I I would pick up the uh, phone to the local chamber of commerce, or I would get in touch with, you know, the local business association. And I would say, hey, um, have you got, anybody who provides advice on IT to your members, because we'd be willing to do that for free. And we'll do a lunch and learn. We'll come and talk about it. We'll provide you with an article for your monthly printed newsletter. You know, just position yourself because that is just another way of doing content marketing, of just getting, allowing people to to realize that you are good at what you do, allowing them to get to know you. And of course, to trust you. Um, Absolutely. It's a no brainer. Other ways that I would do this at the moment is, and I, sort of uh, did this uh, back in Birmingham. I did a lot of uh, my hometown in um, the West Midlands where I was brought up and around my MSP. We did loads of work with West Midlands police, the local police force, because they are woefully undermanned. And this thing called cybersecurity, you know, they were aware of it, but they at the time just didn't have any resources to dedicate to it. And so we provide them with help. We provide them with support. We spoke at local business events and things like that. And that led to, you know, business for us and, and some really interesting stories along the way. So, you know, who is, there, who is there in your local community that you could offer your help to? Because you will be doing them a service and, you know, don't be surprised at all when people get back in touch with you and say, hey, can I pay you to come in and do that work? Well, it goes back to uh, Bob Berg, I guess, to the go-giver. You know, the whole concept of the go-giver is to give value first, right? Yeah. And he's not unique in that. I mean, that's a really great strategy. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that you can do online where, I mean, the beautiful thing about education marketing is you teach people how to do stuff and you can go into as much detail as you want. And then they'll say, wow, this is amazing and spectacular. And I'm never going to do that. Hey, Richard, (laughs) can you help me? Because you're literally the one who showed them and was open with them and, you know, showed that you actually know like in excruciating detail how to do this and they realized hey yeah i'm a dry cleaner (laughs) 
this is not what I do. <laughs> well, you've hit the nail on the head, Carl, because, you know, I, I alluded to the fact that back when I was running an MSP, I was really open and honest uh, and shared with my competitors what was working and what wasn't working. And, you know, um, but I also used to write blog articles and uh, do mini white papers and all sorts of things on how to fix common problems within your business. And people would say to me, why are you doing that? Because aren't you just talking yourself out of some work? I said, oh, no, the people who are going to take that and do it themselves were never going to pay for my time. And the people who uh, are going to pay for my time are going to get that, see that I'm giving them the answer and then say, oh, I ain't got the time to do it. Richard, would you come? Can I pay you to come and do it for me anyway? <laughs> but it builds that trust. It's transparent. It builds that authenticity and people trust you and will pay you to do the job. So don't ever worry about giving away free consulting via content marketing, because those that are going to pay for it will pick up the phone and ask you to, you know, can I bring you in and pay you to do the job anyway? The other thing that's good about education stuff is you can offer uh, PDF downloads that are whatever the, the top 10 tips for saying staying cyber secure or uh, the, the greatest shortcuts for exchange or whatever. And um, people will download them and put them on their bulletin board and photocopy them for everybody in their office and your name and contact information is at the bottom. <laughs> so, you know, don't forget to have the handouts uh, and, and promote your own self. Well, ju just this week, you know, I, I do, um, like yourself, I do a, an email every week to the MSP community, MSP Insights. And just this week, I wrote an article in it with, here's three ways that your clients can report phishing. Uh, you know, so we often think phishing, you know, you get uh, an email that's trying to scam you or whatever. Oh, it's just a, a delusion. Well, there's nothing we can do about it. Well, there is. There's, there's ways you can report that. And so I put together three ways that people can report phishing in the UK. And I said at the bottom of the email, just swipe this and send it as a printed newsletter or send it as an article or whatever you want to do, leave it on the desk at your clients, just send it across to them with your details on. So you've given them the answer how to do it, but they will still pick up the phone and give you a call and say, I've got the details in front. Am I doing the right thing by reporting this? Right. Well, I mean, I know you've had clients who say, oh, every time, you know, it's so annoying. Every time I open my computer, there's this error message and I have to click past it to, to get to work. And I'll say, well, what does it say? And they'll say, I don't know. I just click past it. It's like, well, it's telling you something. Like you, you haven't even bothered to read it, but you've opened a ticket so that I will log into your computer and read the message and not click past it. So sadly, we're, we're essentially out of time, but I do want you to give your website. We are, I'm going to take all that information you sent. I'm going to put it in the show notes here. So oh, all that you. stuff gets used once again. You get super rewarded for being on the ball. So, <laughs> But how do we get a hold of you uh, in particular, uh, contact you for your blog and your newsletter? Well, the newsletter, I think, is the one, MSP Insights every Tuesday. So if anybody listening to this, you know, what I've said strikes a chord, go to tublog.co.uk forward slash NL for newsletter. But really, Carl, you know, I'm not a difficult man to find. If you do a search <laughs> for Richard Tub, T-U-B-B-M-S-P, you will find me all over the place. And I apologize in advance for what you're going to find, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm honored that... I think the picture that I saw on your website most recently is 
you on a bridge and I took that picture. You did indeed. In you, are my, you are my PR person in uh, the UK and further afield. So, <laughs> Very good. Well, thanks for being with us one more time. And I look forward. Uh, I think we're going to record another one of these before the year is out for a different uh, uh, communication channel. So I look forward to it. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Richard Tubb, Tublog dot co no what is it dot uk dot co dot uk yeah co dot uk why can't you just be dot com like everybody else well i'll look into that <laughs> thanks carl all righty thank you this has been yet another smb community podcast thanks for tuning in to the killing it podcast please share with your friends and tell everyone to subscribe on itunes stitcher and all the podcast places Join us next week and help us keep killing it in the technology business.